Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good twilight, if you will. The sun is setting, uh, the twilight are even now invading the nation of Hyrule, and a young man, a goat farmer by the name of, insert character name here, uh, <laughs> is turned into a wolf and goes on a spectacular adventure in Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which is not what this is. This is Jojo's World, our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, and I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Nick. Yes. Everyone is very excited that Stone Ocean, part JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, yep. is returning in September 1st. Yes! I love September the 1st. The next batch of, uh, like, 11 or so episodes. Is that just the second third, or is that... I think so, yes. The second... I mean, time will tell when it comes out, mm. but I think second, third. Okay, good, good. Because I want my JoJo's parts long and crunchy. But I would also like it if the break between them was a little smaller. Yes, indeed. But now we get bubblegum. We sure do get bubblegum. You love a good bubblegum. There's a bubblegum crisis happening on every episode of JoJo's World right now as we cover the seminal uh, 90s anime bubblegum crisis Tokyo 2040. The year 2040. The place Tokyo and the crisis bubblegum. Hey, speaking of crises, mm -hmm. our patrons. Ah, did having you, a crisis every day. Did you know that, about our yeah, patrons? Yeah, did you know that they still exist? Patreon crisis, Liam 2020. And they can Two. give us money. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going crazy? Have we already gone crazy? I don't know. But you don't have to be crazy to record a podcast, but, you but it do. helps. You do have to be crazy to give us money on patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like today's patron, who has the excellent and memorable name as I open up my phone to get the pronunciation right. So memorable. Such a memorable name. Of... Serena Wilson. Serena Wilson. Who, who might be Serena Wilson, but it's spelled with an I. Sure, it's not spelt like the uh, Serena uh, dubbed name. True that. I was yeah. going to go with the dubbed name of Sailor Moon, which I think might have been Serena. Serena Moon? No. <laughs> That's just her normal name? Serena? I think so. No. No, surely not. Hey, Google. I don't have any voice commands set up on my phone, and this isn't a Google phone. No, it's an iPhone. Hey Google, what was Sailor Moon's name in the dub? Sailor Moon's name was Sailor Moon. Serena Tsukino. Serena Tsukino. So they didn't change her surname, just her first name. Wait, what was her first name normally? Usagi. Ah. Which is Japanese for like rabbit or something like that. Mm. And what does Serena mean in English? Like serene, I guess. Do you want me to pull up babynames.com? Oh, please. Yes, let's go deep on Babynamestime.com with JoJo's World. What does Pris mean? What do these names mean? Serena is a feminine given name. It is derived from the Latin word serenus, meaning clear, tranquil, serene. Mm. This name was born by an obscure early saint. Saint Serena of Rome, but not like Serena Saint Williams. What was our patron's name? Uh, Serena Wilson. Thank Ser you <laughs> for your serene and calming donation. Thank you. It helps us buy. Sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it helps us purchase things for this podcast. Yes. When we need to, which yeah. is not a lot these days, yeah. but the, the hosting fees keep on coming. Holy shit. With, uh, what is it? What are we on now? Are we on Podbean now? Yeah, Podbean. Podbean subscription fees. 
You guys they exist. Covering. And also a little treat for us when we want to, which yeah. contributes to things we can talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Like Netflix to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, which requires a constant subscription service. We it's live true. In, we live in a capitalist nightmare hell where you just pay money even if you don't. And then the surfaces keep getting worse and worse. Yeah, and they keep getting more and more. Nick. Yes. <sighs> Pris. Pris. Do you want me to look the, the name meaning? Yes, name I thought Pris? we were doing that. I wonder This is if, the show now. I wonder if it means something like um like price, you know, like expensive or, or valuable. From name-doctor.com Ooh, I love Name Doctor This name derives from the Latin name Prisus, Which in turn derives from the Latin prior Meaning the first, original, ancient, archaic, primitive, severe, old-fashioned mm. Saint Prissa was a Roman young woman allegedly tortured and executed for her Christian faith She is revered as a saint and martyr by the Roman Catholic Church Shame and now you know the rest of the story. So Pris actually means like first. Sure. So then what's Lina mean? We're not doing this, The Nick. last. If you want to look up what all of the characters' names mean, you can do it between now and next episode. Oh, but I'm going to forget. <laughs> anyway, it's 2040. It's 2040. It's grim. It's grim. It's gritty. It's cyberpunk. The city has burnt out blocks that you can live in for free. Oh, nice. Nick. Yeah. We realised that the streams we are watching of this show do not include the OP or ED. Oh. So we looked up the OP. And man, it's got some good lyrics. What did you think? Um, cool. A 14-year-old me would be like, whoa, those ladies are in skin tight yeah, suits. Yeah, and a 9-year-old me was like, wow, cool robot. <laughs> <laughs> Were you that face on that meme? Yeah, sure. What, what was the thing that was going over you? Um, cyberpunk, techno, capitalist, hellscape. Uh, exploitation of uh, living near human creatures. Keep going. That's enough. Oh, cool robot. Though. <laughs> Very cool robot, though. Yeah, no, the um, the opening. It's cool. It's it's cool, but um, the lyrics. Yeah. So the song. It's kind of mm. a um, Jay grunge situation. Yeah. Uh, and the lyrics are all about how it's better to fuck than make Frankenstein's monster. That is not what I took from <laughs> it. But okay. <laughs> to be fair, that is yeah. Okay. It does feel very on the nose for this show. It's, like, it's like so. Some some uh, some choices of lyrics. Hey, how are you, Mister Romeo? They say that you're old fashioned. Clone dolls give their love in smart ways. Running through it is a thousand times better than doing it the virtual way, don't you think? Mm. Logic won't help us understand. You know what it is that our hearts want. Mm. What's important is loving with all your heart and soul, like you and Juliet did. And I looked up the lyrics of this song for the first time today for this podcast and revealed the secret second verse, which begins with this amazing line. Because at this point I was thinking, oh, robots. Yeah, that makes sense. But this amazing line this amazing that kicks line. off the second verse, yeah. the second half of the song. Yeah. P.S. <laughs> okay. P.S. Come to think of it, God disappeared this year. <laughs> okay. Go on. Communication between dolls goes nowhere. And by the way, with this ID card and five-digit barcode, we can know the very nature of your soul. That's right, it's completely high-tech. This escalated very quickly. It may seem like a tease when our bare skin touches, but that's okay. 
You see what I mean? It's better to fuck than make Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, I think I see what you mean now. Okay. But most importantly, God disappeared this year. Oh, that's good. You know, that's up, great. up until this year, you know, us and God, we were tight. 20, now, you know, he's not returning my calls. 2039, I was like, it's a real God. Bruce Almighty situation. Real tight. And now it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Just like kicking off the verse of your song with P.S. as well. <laughs> I mean, not the worst, but pretty intense as the start of a second verse. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Okay, okay. So, is there a third verse? No. Then it just um, kicks back into like um. Oh, like being like oh, like Juliet. Like like a like a um a chorus or a a I don't know musical terms a chorus (laughs) or a bridge, but with like some slight variations in lyrics from the first. Logic won't help us understand. Yeah. Sequence. Yeah. The classic A B A B C. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant scientists and children have the same gleam in their eyes. Strange, isn't it? It is strange. Mm. It's almost as though child robot. It's robot. almost like uh, a brilliant scientist took something from his daughter to make a robot slave race. No idea what it could possibly be. <laughs> no idea. More on that in a moment, as today we are covering episode four, Machine Head, and episode five, Rough and Ready of Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. We open. No, let's not. Let's get our music references out oh, of yeah, the way true. first. Machine Head is an album by Deep Purple? It's also an American heavy metal band formed in 1991. Yep. They, uh, they have Burn My Eyes, The Blackening, uh, they've got... Uh, it's like through my eyes or something like that. Is it burn my eyes again? No, burn my eyes <laughs> is one, but there's one that's like, or it's like things change but they stay the same. It's got like two hands in some dirt. Great. Um, love those guys. Nick, you really are pulling your weight as the guy who knows about music this episode. Tell us about the album by Deep Purple. Uh, the album by Deep Purple is, I believe, the one that has. It's not Smoke on the Water, but the other one that's like. Ah, yes, I know it well. And since I and the listeners all know it, I don't need to say its name and they don't need to hear me say it. Exactly. You know what it is. You know what it is. And then he's all like... And that's how the song literally goes for like two minutes. Um, Michelangelo Bardio did a cover of that song where he's all like... Um, shockingly. Great. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good album. It's pretty dope. And you said a machine head is a part of a guitar. Yes. You know the, the, okay. So you know how you got the big bit? The bit that you hold and strum. Yep. And you do that with it. And then you got. making a strumming motion. And then you got the neck. Yep. Nick's making a sort of jack off motion. Yep. With a giant, giant, like a, like a horse or something. And then up here, up here. You've, you've got the bit that's a bit bigger. Nick is sort of indicating a sort of vague machine head shape. Uh, no, the head. That's the head of a guitar. <laughs> okay. Right? The head of a guitar is where you put the strings through. Yep. The machine heads. Right? So you've got like these They're little... the bits you twist to adjust the tuning? Yes, exactly. Ah. So you've got like the pegs that hold the string and the machine head is the thing you twist to like make it turn. Mm-hmm. And then the string gets tight. Right. And yeah. that adjusts the sound. Exactly. Makes it sound good or bad if you're nasty. Exactly. So like... If it's looser, it makes a lower sound. And if it's tighter, it makes a higher sound. Same. (laughs) Liam, are you okay? (laughs) Rough and ready. There's a few different options here on the Wikipedia Rough and Ready page, but I think the most likely is an album by the Jeff Beck group. Ah, Jeff Beck, famed guitarist. Yes, tell me more. Uh, He is fucking crazy. Jazz Fusion is this album. Yeah, literally every time I see Jeff Beck playing guitar, he starts with a pick in his hand. 
And it always feels like he's going, all right, this time we're going to keep the pick in our hand. And then maybe like 20 to 30 seconds in, the pick will either just happen to disappear or fall out or something. And he just starts using his fingers for everything. And it's just like, God damn it, Jeff. Like, pick a, like, just pick a style, all right? Nick, this album has um, seven tracks on it. Uh huh. Um, Is one of them like something head? Like rubber head or something? Nope. Okay. I just want to draw attention to the track names because most of them are pretty normal. Um, You've got on side one, got the feeling, situation, Mm -hmm. short business. Yep. And then. um, Side B. No, no. The fourth and final track on side one Uh is the writer is credited uh, not as Beck, but as Max Middleton. And the name of the song is Max's Tune. (laughs) 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 Just imagine like. Okay, so. J.K. Rowling wrote the first... Pick seven. someone else. Okay, so... J.R.R. Um, Tolkien. Stephanie Meyer wrote the first seven Twilight books, and then a guest writer came in for the last one. What's the title of the book? Oh, it's John's book. Yeah. <laughs> it goes for eight and a half minutes, does Max's tune. Fuck yeah. How long do the other ones go oh, for? You know, uh, two to five. Oh yeah, and then Max's tune is like, nah, you'll remember this yeah. one. <laughs> Imagine, like... Wait, was he, like, one of the members of the Jam Beck group? Uh, Daniel Maxwell Middleton, uh, English composer and keyboardist who was Mm. originally a docker on the London docks. Oh. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, started his professional music career by playing keyboards for Jeff Beck. Okay, all right. So he was a musician. He wasn't just some random guy who was like, can I write a song for you, Jeff? Yeah, right. Yeah, this is my bloody tune. (laughs) This is Max's tune. (laughs) Is it... Wait, how long does it go for? Eight minutes, 24 seconds. Is it eight minutes and 23 seconds of piano solo? On the original United States releases, this track is titled Rains Park Blues and credits to Beck. Subsequent pressings are titled Max's Tune. <laughs> I fucking Baffling. love that. I Baffling. love that. That is amazing. God damn. So we open. It's 2040. That's true. That's 18 years in the future. God save us all. God save the Queen. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth is hooked up to one of those things that Alan is hooked up to, (laughs) keeping him alive. She is currently living in a space elevator that we don't know about. Now, you might remember where we left off last time, where Pris was pinned down in a burnt-out restaurant by a waitress boomer that had metamorphosized into some sort of tongue insect. Liam, Pris can never be pinned down. She's not that kind of girl. Okay. Bam. Boom. Our AD police friend Leon leaps into action in front of her with his big gun and is like, get out of here. And Daly's there with his even bigger gun. (laughs) Daly can't have an even bigger gun. He's not that kind of guy. I mean, he does. Boom. It's just much bigger. Oh. (laughs) It's just... What kind of gun is it? Did we see We it talked shoot? about this last time extensively. It's no, just like, like a big machine gun. Okay, all right. So we did see it shooting this episode. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Just check it. It's not some weird, crazy railgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cilia yells over the comms like, Hey, the ADP police are here. Stop talking to each other, Pris and Nano. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend you know each other. And then uh, I think at this point, Pris tries to run away. And um, There's this whole thing like it shoots out. It's like super 
sharp tongue and like Nene has to defend her at first. She, sh- she reveals her custom hard suit weapon, which is a little slot opens on the sort of fist of her hard suit and it shoots out these glowing darts. Mmm, like pins. Yeah. Or needles. They are generally pretty ineffective from what we've seen so far. Yeah, both times she's used them, nothing has happened. So she does use them in the second episode we're talking about today with a non-combat application to hack a camera. Does she? Yeah, because you remember the point where the camera cuts to a feed just saying sorry? Yeah. And then we see Nene above that camera and a bunch of those glowing needles are sticking out of it. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was just a device she put just in the Just general wall. hacking. Yeah. Uh, Pris grabs a lead pipe to try and fight the boomer. Um, but then Leon's there and is like, hey, have we met before? You seem familiar to me. Pris looks over her shoulder. She starts to leave. Yet she does a lot of looking over her shoulder and close zooms on her single eye in this show, but also in these episodes. <laughs> I think... By the time I noticed it, Liam was like, yeah, this is a show where Pris looks over <laughs> her shoulder. Uh, yeah, so she's leaving and Leon's like, thanks for saving me. That's what you could have said if you were nice to me. Pris looks over her shoulder and is like, huh. She d- says nothing. I don't think she says anything to Leon in these two episodes. <laughs> she just looks at him and goes, ah. Oh, she says one thing, in fact, and it's to own him. Later. Wait, what does she... Oh, yeah. later. Later. He's like, what's with that woman? Huh. Uh, the... The boomer battle is quick it's, and yeah, it's disappointing. Uh, we get a brief flash of Lena's custom weapon, which is a sort of like energy whip that comes out of her, the head of her. Yeah, they're like... Like, um, you know those things that gym- gymnasts twirl around? The gymnast twirl? The sort of ribbon? Oh, the ribbon thing yeah. on the stick. It's like that, but made of lasers and also coming out of the head. Same. Um, and it cuts up the tongue and she's like, aha, I'm super good at being a night saber. I'm going to go kill this boomer now. Oh no, I've run out of batteries. Literally everyone's like, they're running out of meter. They're all out of meter. And Lina Just is like stuck. me in Guilty Gear Strive, playing it with my friends. I run out of meter just when I really need it. <laughs> but Liam, you never had any meter. Yeah, it's not, that's not, not really true, actually. I normally play as Giovanna, <laughs> who... Uh, she actually gets stronger the more meter you have, so you're incentivized to maintain it. I just love that <laughs> in the ultimate possible nerd fashion, you're just like, here's a joke. Well, actually, no, I need to clarify <laughs> this quickly. I don't do that. I'm actually really good at the game and I always win. I always pick the character that suits my play style and that's why I win a lot, which I do. I would say amongst our social group, we're generally pretty evenly matched. Well, not at first. You dominated us at first. Well, that's because I was playing a very simple character. <laughs> True, and I believe I was playing, um, who's the guy who has Eddie? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I had him. But also as Eno, who is also pretty complicated. Eno is the best. I think they didn't nerf her, and I'm very happy. Okay, and, anyway. other, and, and for the Guilty Gear heads out there, the other character I really enjoy is Axel. Who can die in a hole. Who just throws scythes from the other side of the screen, uh. and then you get close, and then he stops time, like Dio. Uh, Fuck, I hate it. I hate it so much. He's got a fun little grab where he sends his scythe under the ground, it hooks them around the ankles, pulls them towards him, and he does a clothesline. And every time you did it, it made me angry. <laughs> and even mentioning it now, it makes me angry. It's a fun game. I don't play a lot of fighting games because I rarely have people to play mm. them with. But we all got Guilty Gear Strive, and we all had a good time. It was a good time. Not too hard. Not too easy. Not as good as uh, Earth Defense Force 5, of course. Well, I but mean, different sorts of games. Well, I still can't believe we killed God. I know. Spoilers. Sorry. I still can't believe we killed the aliens. <laughs> All of the aliens. Yes, the aliens. Except for the ones who survived, as to be revealed in Earth Defense Force 6 out in Japan later this year. Isn't it something like there's only 10% of the population left? 
Yeah, yeah. So I heard a good comparison recently. What was it? Um, they were talking about... Um, oh, yeah. XCOM 2 versus EDF 6. Mm. XCOM 2 takes place in a world where... The uh, aliens won. The player characters' attempts in XCOM Enemy Unknown failed and the aliens won and Earth is in a real bad way. EDF 6 takes place in a world where the players won in EDF 5 but at the cost of 90% of the world's population and most of its habitable cities. I, do, I still remember at the end of that game where we're shooting at I think the mothership and they're like, we're gonna have to... Oh, you, you mean it. the egg ship? Yeah, I think it was the eggship. Which God came out of, as you already spoiled. Yeah, and they were just like, we're gonna have to nuke the Earth. And the sergeant guy is like, no, we're not nuking the Earth. And then the, then the commander of the whole ADF was like, everything's over, all our forces are depleted. Wait, no, one soldier is still fighting, <laughs> and that's you. Yeah, but ironically, we're playing it on multiplayer. Yes, yeah. So there's two of us. I think it was like one squad or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, my God, it's the janitor. <laughs> Because you start off as just like um, some guy who's there. So like, there's four different classes, and you're all just like basically civilian staff on this military base for like an open day. Uh, like, yeah, isn't there like, like a there's tour? a traffic di- traffic director, a security guard, uh, a couple of other things, uh, so, you... like a jetpack enthusiast who's going to do a <laughs> yes! demonstration. And then you become then the savior. Worldwide alien invasion kicks off, and things go from there, guys. Earth Defense Force 5 is a really good video game. It knows exactly how silly it's being. I mean, it's not a good video game. Oh, it is. Damn, it's a good I game. I think it's a good video game. Do you? Oh, yeah. no. I think it's the ultimate budget video game. That doesn't mean it's not good. Well, okay. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So, Lena expends her meter and her hard suit starts to get really heavy and she keeps like, oh, crap. I can't move. And they're like, don't worry. If your battery runs out, a backup battery will eject you from the suit. But that does mean the boomer will kill you. It will literally eat you from the inside yeah. out. So maybe don't eject, possibly. At which point, uh, Nene's like, well, I have to go save her, but I well, can't save her. Meanwhile, the AD police, Leon and Daly, are like, let's fire a few shots at the boomer. They mostly hit Lena's hard suit. We do see one bullet... Um, ricochet off the head of her hard suit as well <laughs> so it's a good thing that's well made yeah and she's like trapped in her metal coffin like no i'm not a boomer is this how i die is this the untimely end of lena and then who should arrive oh my god it's pris it's, in her trademark pris. blue hard suit who punches open the whole side of the boomer effortlessly rips out its core and wins and does the metal gear rising yes she um what is it zangetsu is that what it is i think it's zangetsu well, I could look it up, but I won't. Good. The boomer is dead and everyone is happy. Some more AD police arrive and are like, two survivors. Uh, the guy who owns the restaurant is like, please don't destroy my restaurant. And they're like, containing the boomer takes priority. <laughs> it is dead. It is dead right now. And they're just like, just I would, I would love it just like in the background, like they were just like hitting furniture with crowbars <laughs> and things like that. It's just like they walk in. Shotgun, aim at a chair. Yeah. Are you the boomer? Back at the base, everyone is crowding around Lena, who's basically been having a claustrophobic panic attack. Uh, Nene gets her some water. Yep. Lena drinks the water. Uh, I'm all, all better now. They're all in skin-tight suits. Except for um, Celia. Oh, sorry. Except for Celia. Who is and... in her own skin-tight dress. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us, it's not a sex thing. And Pris has already gotten changed off screen. Yeah, I mean, Celia is very explicitly was a sex thing. Just not a sex thing for us. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, the, it's more like it's an anime of the time thing where they were like, 
Why would we draw like... I really don't think the suits are that bad. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a boob window, but, you know, it's Miss Marvel has a boob window. No, 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 but I'm saying every single character right said now... Miss Marple. Miss Marple. Every character right now... Not Pris. Yeah, Pris. She's no, got, she, she's got, got... she got changed off screen. Oh, what is this? That's just the clothes she wears. Yeah. She's a rock star, Nick. I know. And man, I appreciate this. <laughs> Again, 14-year-old me would be like, damn. Anyway, so... They're all like, you did really good for your first try. And she's like, don't patronise me. And Pris is like, what the fuck were you thinking sending her out there when she's not ready for battle? And they're like, it's fine, we all lived. Every year, you can't argue with the results. Pris then looks over her shoulder. Ah, I don't want to be on a team with an amateur. And she leaves. Oh my god. Oh, so cool. Meanwhile, at Pris's house, (laughs) which Which... is a truck. (laughs) No, no, it's not a working truck, all right? Just saying. It might be. I mean, the tyres are fucked. Are they? Yeah. Time will tell as we progress through my screenshot. (laughs) She's making herself a big, delicious anime sandwich. Smoked salmon, lettuce, mustard. She's got a lot of, like, Polaroid photos of herself on her own walls, which is interesting. One of them is just her eating. Yep. Like, I think it must be from the band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're all just Polaroids. Yeah. And I believe... She's only got photos of herself and, like, occasionally a couple of other members of the band in frame. So she's, yeah, she's making herself this sandwich. She's in just, like, you know, lounging around the house clothes. She goes outside and Lynn is there. And she's like, hey. Can I have a sandwich? She doesn't even say that. Chris just, oh, like, yeah. holds up the sandwich. He's like, do you want half of my sandwich? And, and then um, they're both eating full sandwiches. Well, I thought she made two, but I don't know. She's only got the one here, yep. so... It's not adding up. <laughs> I would love if it's, like... Do you want half? Cut away. What happened in the interim? Lina said no, I want a whole sandwich because I'm not a child. I mean, the truck appears to have a flat tyre. Yeah. At one out of three we can see, but mm. otherwise it might be in working order. Yeah. Certainly it's a, it's like hooked up to generator cables and mm. things like that. It is definitely a anyway, truck. So it's a big pink truck in what just looks like a city that's been thoroughly bombed, but it's probably earthquake destruction. Yeah. Yeah, so she's just living in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And she's got outside of her truck a table, a sun, ch- sun chair, a- an umbrella, and a couch. Um, she's lying on the chair. Reading a guitar magazine. Which I would do if I could. And I would eat a delicious sandwich. Which Lina is currently doing. And they're just talking. They're just having a chat. They're having a bear. Just gals being friends. <laughs> Look, what's that? What's that test? The the, the Bechdel test. The Bech- yeah, they're just passing the Bechdel test. I suppose they are. They yeah. do not talk about a man in this show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, she's just like so. Sorry so- about last night. How I almost got killed. I was just so excited to be a night saver. I just wanted to do a good job. And Pris is like, if you don't have a purpose, you shouldn't be on the Nightsaber team. Why did you join the Nightsabers, Pris? Was it for world peace? Are you a soldier of fortune? <laughs> Do you want to work I'm just for getting the government? Real, um, with the question for world peace, real, like, Peace Walker vibes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Are we going to make an AI out of Pris? I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, basically she's like, oh, I just do it for, the, like, the, uh, you know, I find it a bit of a thrill to fight robots and also it pays well. And she's like, oh, so, Lina's like, oh, so cynical. Well, you know, if you're fighting for the wrong reasons, why are you fighting at all? Mm. Lina, you dumb fuck. <laughs> And Lynn is all like, because justice. Yeah, she says, she says, frankly speaking, if you're just another fighter without purpose, don't risk your life. She's like, I got a purpose. I'm going to be stronger than you, Pris. I'm an anime protagonist. And Pris is all like, you can fucking try, but I'm going to eat my that sandwich. That draws her attention for a moment. Yeah, for a moment. And then she continues eating her sandwich. And the sandwiches are good. Weirdly, weirdly, do 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 
halfway point of the episode. Uh, Nothing's happened. They killed a boomer. They did kill a boomer and then ate a sandwich. Yep. Celia is in her um, secret underground mansion talking to her butler. She's by the pool? She's always by the pool. This place is like all pool. (laughs) Uh, They have a long conversation where um, like... The butler obviously worries about her, but she's trying to put him at ease, being like, just me and the girls having fun, you know? You know, Jill... I'm not doing this nightsabers thing to avenge my father. It's just a good time. Ah, yes, and I'm sure Jill thought the same. Jill was just an accident. Are you sure you're okay, Celia? Sure. All right. She's like, I'm no little girl. I'm a mature woman now. I can fight any robots I want. But also, if you want to, you can leave. And he's like, no, I'm a loyal butler stereotype. Cool. Bring back that mechanic for me. <laughs> um, then she leaves and he leaves and she like puts her fat hand over her face and is like classic anime verge of nervous breakdown tension. Am I a mature woman? And she gets a call from Nene's Bitmoji, mm-hmm. which is like, I hacked into the Ganem servers. She pours herself a yeah. Jack Daniel. Celia is pouring herself some like whiskey and getting some some recreational pills out of a little um, snuff box. Ooh, the stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nana's hacked into the uh, Genom servers and she's found a, a, a record of the serial numbers of boomers that have gone berserk, <gasps> but also a number of serial numbers for boomers that have yet to go berserk. <gasps> so she's like, does that mean there's a way they can cause this to happen? Hmm. It, no, it's impossible. It's impossible. Her father did. Well, it. see you later. I'll contact you when I find something. Bye bye. I do like the design of her little little avatar. It's just it's like her face, really cartoony. No um connection between the disparate parts. A little um bow tie, like um cummerbund mm. situation. The window and where the suit two hands in yeah. white gloves. Mm. Um. So Celia's all like, but but Papa wouldn't make such a such a weak algorithm. Or something like she that. She says as she's smashing her glass into the table. But the Jack Daniels. I said, I said to you when I was watching, like, get this woman talking about boomers. And she just, she smashed her computer last episode. <laughs> this episode she's smashing her glass. It's a good thing she's apparently very rich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's living off that boomer money. Yeah. No matter what upgrades they have, the core of the boomer can't be touched. Papa wouldn't have created such an easily understandable algorithm. It's just no matter how many times I hear Boomer, it just, it never gets old. (laughs) Meanwhile, Leon is looking out the window and thinking about Pris and Daly rinses him for it. Daly's all like, oh, whenever (laughs) you fall in love with a girl, you get so naive. You buy her presents to try to win their attention. There was all those women you met at bars. (laughs) Leon's all like, hey, they were just women I met at bars. And then he's all like, whatever you say. So who's the lucky gal this time? He's like, it's no one. It's no one. It's no one. It's no one. It's Pris. <laughs> <laughs> he looks out the window and he thinks about how he saw Pris running away. And how she looked over her shoulder. Uh, yeah. And she was so strong-willed. Mm. And he's all like, damn it. Why can't I get this woman out of my head? I love guitars. So I think we've got a bit of a time-passing montage here, but it's unclear exactly how long it is. Mm-hmm. It might just be an evening. It could be several weeks. I think it's one evening. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, we're seeing a sequence of uh, Lena inspired by her... Poor performance in the last mech battle, going to the gym and doing basically every exercise. Yep, her New Year's resolution. Yep. Yep. Uh, Pris is performing a concert and Leon is tracking down Pris and eventually appears in the terrifying red lit crowd of the concert. And he gives a little smirk and is like, I found you, you fuck. All right, time to make you look over your shoulder for me. Yeah. 
Only one person makes a Pris look over her shoulder and that's Pris. Lina is lying in her bedroom, looking up at the ceiling and she says, I, I don't really remember the context for this line. She says, there are two years of blank space. It's impossible to catch up no matter how I try. Oh, because... And then she looks at all her childhood photos on her bedside. Uh, again, eating a sandwich, uh, being good at athletics, and she remembers being good at athletics. Yeah. Now, I think, what were you going to say? I think she's comparing herself to how the Nightsabers have been around for two years. Maybe. And so it's like, there's two years of blank space I can't keep up with. Either that or it's going to be one of those traditional... Um, stupid anime inspiration things where she has a either an older sibling or a childhood friend who was always like two years ahead of her in being better at things. Exactly. And that is Pris. Yeah, sure. Meanwhile, a factory boomer is getting a tune-up from a friendly technician. And these guys like have a good like actual interpersonal relationship, which I appreciated. Mm. Like he's like, that's all I can do for you. For more, you'll have to go to the service center, but I hope you'll feel better. Mm. And the boomer is like, thank you. I am treated well here at the boomer factory. And he's all like, well, look, I gotta go now, but I'm going to go to bed. You stand here and don't go insane. This turtle head ass motherfucker. Yep. Uh, As the boomer was walking away from you, I turned to you when we were watching and did its voice and was like, now to go insane. (laughs) But no, um, some shadowy men shoot it with a dart, paralyzing it. To make it... Just like people. They shot, oh! it, with a, they shot it with a poisonous dart. To make it go insane. And they Almost. hold up, like, another sinister-looking boomer core. Oh, no. they kind of way. No, no, not the friendly boomer. Nah, I don't like him. <laughs> uh, the, the band... Pris's band. Yep. They're like, hey, Pris. We haven't really talked about their appearances. There's one guy that looks like Bluto from Popeye, one guy that looks like Shaggy from (laughs) Scooby-Doo, and one guy that looks like a pirate. I was going to say, one guy that looks like the dude from Cowboy Bebop who has the mechanical arm. Spike. No, sorry. A jet. Jet. One that looks like a, um, like a red-haired Spike, but like straight hair. If Spike straightened his hair. Yep. And the other one is... Fucking who's the not Luffy the the it starts with a Z. Oh Zoro looks like Zoro from One Piece if he was in a band if he was a schlub yeah if he was like Zoro on a budget Zoro if he didn't work out but kept a pretty good diet <laughs> yeah exactly and didn't know how to use swords but was really into them nonetheless but probably plays the bass or something yeah no 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 he plays the bass right the guy in green plays the bass okay I don't really care like he clear he's clearly a bass player he has to well. He's you you hair. are you were in a band once, Nick. I'll yeah. trust you to know this. Everyone with long hair, they're the ones that play bass. Everyone with hair up like that is a guitar That's player. That's a bandana, Nick. Oh shit. <laughs> Anyone that wears a bandana, guitar player. Anyone who uses drumsticks. You got a drummer there, baby. There's a good chance. <laughs> Uh, and then anyone who looks over their shoulder and is like, "Don't judge me," is probably the vocalist. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So they were like, Pris, we felt like you were off your game a bit on the show tonight. And she's like, I'm going to leave wordlessly. And then she goes outside and Leon is there and he's like, hey, remember the other day when I was like, I thought you might thank you for help. Thank me for helping you. Pris looks over her shoulder and is like, well, she says nothing. She doesn't even give him a huh. She just gets on her motorcycle and gets ready to drive away. And he's like, you know, I saved your life. You could show me a little bit of politeness. Gratitude, you piece of shit ass vocalist. Pris wordlessly answers her phone call. Yep. Uh, oh no, a mad boomer. And she's going to gear up her motorcycle to drive away. And he's like, hey, don't ignore me. She looks over her shoulder. Yes. Through her mic, her motorcycle helmet. That's a double shoulder. And says, I hate those idiots in the AD police. (gasps) 
And then she drives away. And he's like, well, I'm sure I'm still in this alleyway. Damn it, I He gets a call from Daly, who is like, there's a mad boomer. And he's all like, what? But I was just about to hook up with this chick. It's my day off. Yeah, it was really going well. (laughs) We were having a full-on conversation and everything. Look, she was going to come around to the AD police's way. I do like the conversation that we, we kind of skimmed over earlier between Leon and Daly, like showing that like for all his tough guy posturing, he's like a bit of a softie. Oh yeah, he's a shy person. Mm. Self-admitted, which probably means he's not very good with women. Yeah, he, that's kind of a thing in this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks up and he's like, hey, do you like the AD police? No, goodbye. Segwaying seamlessly into the second episode, we notice the factory sign has changed from Miura to Miula. Mm-hmm. So we were like, so did they localise the signs? Or was it a miscommunication with the animation studio? So, so this is my theory, right? Is that originally it would have been in... Like Katakana or something. Yeah, something like that. But then obviously for us, Filthy Gaijin, they were like, ah, make it English. And that's why... Now my guess is that probably the two episodes were not animated all individually by the same person. Ah. So... So they misinterpreted... They probably gave the instructions in, you know, Japanese script. Yeah. uh, And... We're just like Whoever did the one scene did Miura and whoever did the other did Miula. And just be like... Put it into Roman letters. They yeah. were like, oh, well, this is spelled with an R. It's like, no, 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 it's spelled with an L, which is, uh, you know, time. God, I sure hope someone got fired for that. Why? They were probably trying their hardest. I'm kidding. The but boomer me. has gone nuts. The one that was friends with the man. <gasps> and he no. kills the man with its huge claws. No, none of them deserved this. They were friends. It's true, they were. But I do hate boomers. And this whole episode is like one prolonged boomer siege. Um, so they all, the Celia, Nene, Lina and Pris all meet underground the aquarium place, aka the silky the prep doll room. Oh yeah, the silky doll. They all meet in that prep room and they're like, "Oh, Pris, you're here. You're late, Pris." And she's all like, "Don't call me late when I'm right on time, you piece of shit ass fucking amateurs." Guys, there's a mad boomer in the industrial district. It's fusing with the nearby machines and becoming more powerful. <gasps> oh no, we've got to hurry. And they all get into their big rail gun. Very slowly. Yep. Uh, and meanwhile, the AD police are like... <laughs> this, this fucking like, scene. There's a massive blockade outside this factory. It's a small battalion of it's troops. Like, it's like like two or three dozen cars there. Yeah. So they're all armed to the teeth. Yep. In like full like stormtrooper outfits. Yep. Uh, there's a guy inside uh, a like oh, yeah. planning Nick's, truck. Nick's favourite line of dialogue from the planning coordinator. <laughs> Who is just... Okay, so imagine, right... It's a tactical siege. Yep. You're looking over the map. You're like, all right, boys. You're wearing stormtrooper armor, but you do have your sleeves rolled up for map looking at. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, we've got to take this seriously, all right? This is a life or death situation for my men. The scene inside is very bad. Send in the probe robot. <laughs> and it's just like, what? Is that, is that all of your tactic? Okay, sure. It's a good summary. The scene is bad. There's not even a second person. It's just him being like... Oh, there's a couple of guys who control the probe robot. Yeah, 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 but they're not at the table. And, and for those of you wondering, the probe robot looks pretty much exactly like one of those Star Wars probe droids. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know what? It looks like um, like a Warhammer 40k Tau little drone. I'm going to have to take your word on that. A little little circular disc at the top with bits coming that out. That man of it. has an iron. <laughs> I think that's part of his car, Liam. <laughs> it looks like an iron, though, it doesn't really it? It really does look like an iron, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, so... Leon and Daly show up, even though it's Leon's day off. <gasps> Why would he be showing up on his day and off? they are basically just in this episode to comment on, like, the establishment AD police being like, Ugh, I can't believe they're doing that in this circumstance. So dumb. No wonder Pris hates the AD police when mm. this is the standard. Yeah. Ugh. And they basically just, like, pop up every couple of minutes to say things like, What? You're sending in the K-suits? You idiots! Um, so they're just, and like, And that's, like, chilling. their whole contribution to the episode. Yep. Other than something right at the end, maybe. Um, so Celia is all like, Alright, I'm gonna point my gun and shoot you up. Yep. Um, Pris and Lina have a little moment where they're like, I'm gonna beat you, Pris. And she's all like, No, you won't. Pris is like, I don't really care. She doesn't look over her shoulder. So, um... As is tradition, Cilia fires the launch rail gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just noticed how, like, serious and monotone her voice was when she was saying, like, nightsabers, action. In contrast to her getting very mad at boomers and smashing everything. Mm. Um, which I feel like is a good bit of character work that she puts on this, like, calm and controlled facade for her employees slash underlings. Which, of course, we all do. I know my underlings desperately appreciate when I'm calm. Oh, well, and my underlings are all goblins, so I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just give them a withering stare, and they go off and do what I need them to. Meanwhile, uh, Quincy Rosenkreutz, aka Alan, Quincy Rosenkreutz. Do you mean Quincy Rosenkreutz? No, I don't think so. How do you pronounce Rosenkreutz? I'm assuming it's like German or something, not French. I don't know. Could be Spanish. There's just no way to know, and I don't care that much. Listeners, if you know how to pronounce Rosenkreutz, at me. At Milk Juice. With two O's. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Alan's in the top of his fucking tower. Being like, the goal of this operation is to capture the Nightsabers. We don't really give a shit about the Mad Boomer that much. The, the AD police don't like the Nightsabers, so we're going to use them. And Alan's all like, you know... I'd like to ask the Nightsabers a question. That does happen later. Let's, let's get that out of the way. He's like, what? so Mason's like, what would you do if you captured them? I would have a nice dinner with them and ask them why they hate boomers. Why can't they love boomers? I just wish everyone could love the boomers. The humble boomer. Don't they understand the boomer? Uh, more on that in a sec. But right now, the conversation they're having is um, a bit of exposition for us. So, Mason, you figured out a way to make boomers go berserk Uh, on command, didn't you? No, that's impossible. What we merely did was we took the core from an already mad boomer and put it in a new boomer. Don't know how they did that since... They exploded. Mad boomers are pretty hard to get close to without dying. Mm. And the only way to stop one is to crush its core. Yeah. But they got it. I guess they just like shot it to shit until it ran out of metal to reform with. (laughs) They literally were just like, we sliced off all of its limbs. And then uh, we kept slicing until it was just the core left. Mm -hmm. So they took that core and they put that in the friendly robot from last time. And now it's going fucking nuts. Um, And Mason is all like, yeah, I'm an asshole. (laughs) Yep. I'm a corporate psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a good person. (laughs) No, you can tell from his cheekbones. Also the way he just looks. Just, he's so evil. He's got those two strands of uh, down forehead hair. You know, that, that evil it. 90s people have. Yeah, it's like Giovanni from yeah, Team from Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, and he's just sitting there like, yeah. yeah, I secretly resent you, Chairman, but you are above me in the corporate hierarchy, so I'll be respectful to your face. <gasps> Ooh. Mason, will you get me a sandwich? No, I don't think I will. Okay, <laughs> I don't think I need to eat with all these tubes in me anyway. <laughs> 
he have all these tubes in him? To keep him alive. But like, hmm, I guess so. I guess Alan does need to be kept alive with tubes. They're pumping pure gelatin into him. Pure boomer. <laughs> so, the uh, they send it in the probe droid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has signal. Oh, and we see the controller for the probe droid says Corey Rover for purpose. <laughs> Corey Rover. So now that's the probe droid's name. Corey Rover. Send in Corey Rover. Corey Rover on the scene, going in. Hot. I'm in. This is Corey Rover reporting for the AD police. I'm in a factory, and there's a boomer over there that looks like if you fused a velociraptor and a spider. Can you tell us more about the boomer's motivation, Corey? No, it is fusing with me. I'm cutting off the feed now. Corey! Corey! My god, we've just lost contact with Corey. We've lost Corey. He's more boomer than probe droid now. (laughs) Corey. Corey. I do like the design of this boomer, though. Oh, yeah. He's, like, very... It's still very bird-like again, but with more with teeth. With more teeth. Uh, yeah, that's why I said, like, like a velociraptor, yeah. almost. Um, and, like, weird, gnashy... We don't get a lot of, like, lot wide-shot looks at it, but, yeah, it's got a sort of spider-like body. It's got, um, like, six... It's like a scorpion. And it's got huge of... claws, which it can extend out, like the guy from One Piece. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? You know the big scorpion boys in Serious Sam? No. They're like centaurs, but scorpions. Are they the ones where if you had a uh, yes. pirated copy of the game, yes. one of them would chase you all the yes. time? Yes, and it had like a bajillion health and moved faster and shot faster and made your life a living hell. <laughs> and yet people still beat the game with it. Wow. Yeah. Challenge run. Exactly. People were like, wow, that's really nice of you. It's like, no, this is... This is what? This is a deterrent. No, you, sh- you should not want this. It's like, no, but it's really hard now. I like that. It's, like, it's even more serious, Sam. <laughs> so they realise that the boomer is feeding off the factory's power supply. So they give Nene an IT task to solve that. And over the course of a few scenes and conversations, she sneaks into a back room, plugs some cables into some other cables, does some hacky stuff, mm-hmm. and then reverses the polarity of the boomer so that it gets electrocuted. A heap of metal mass falls off it, and then they can a- attack it. Oh, actually, it's uh, it's something to do with the phase, I'll have you know. You fucking, you absolute fucking disgusting, ignorant man. Okay. Uh, it is an electrical engineering major at a university, which I did drop out of. <laughs> I'll have you fucking know that the phase is not the same as the polarity. You fucking bloody... How could you not know that? You, you fucking... Call yourself an anime podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> you call yourself an anime podcaster and you don't know how phasors are used by electrical engineers to determine the phase of electrical current in an alternating current system. What kind of fucking person are you? You three-phase dog. She also shuts down the AD police's surveillance camera. So this is like the first combat situation thing Nene's achieved in the show, right? Well, I thought she also did something very similar in like the first confrontation where like either their radios or something went down because they I don't were... recall. Oh, I can't remember. But maybe she was behind that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, she does like, yeah. More of that. Prevent footage of the lightsabers getting out pretty generally. Like yeah. remember when Leon was looking through the archives. Yeah. She's the IT one. Yeah. She's the smart one. Because she's one. young. She knows how computers work. Ah, of course. She's not a boomer. No. <laughs> I want to ask them a question. Oh, we're at this scene. Why do they hate boomers? Why can't they love boomers? Some humans become insane. Why is it only boomers incite such fury? Is it because when humans go insane, they don't literally transform into scorpions? Yeah, I'm, I go insane and I like do a full-on Tetsuo from Akira and start absorbing people's biomass. <laughs> 
And they're just like, oh my god, Liam, what are you becoming? Yeah, pretty cool. I forgot to take my meds. No! Only when these ladies love boomers can boomers live together with humans as a subhuman race. Now see, there's... Don't you think so, Mason? Just that sentence has this one, you know, one bit of it. Doesn't, doesn't, one particular four word doesn't really line up with the other half <laughs> of the sentence. Uh, only when we've convinced the night sabers to love humans can we live in harmony with them as our subjugated slaves. That, see, again, there's something off about the wording of this statement. <laughs> can we really have clones if they live as equals? Mm. They'll do their job. Oh, again, again, you know, I gotta, the basin's just there. I gotta, I really gotta pull you up on this, Alan. You know, you're really, you're half half in me here. Mason is like, I wonder if boomers can ex- coexist with humans. He's oh, looking, he's looking. You hate boomers too, don't you, Mason? And, and Mason's, Mason's like, excuse me. Mason has this real liar game face on yeah. him right now. And as Mason is walking out, uh, Alan is once again, without moving his mouth, because that's how he talks, mm-hmm. like, I want you to love boomers, ladies. I feel like that's probably our boomer line of the week. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we, we have a brief flashback to earthquake-torn Neo-Tokyo uh, and the boomers helping with the reconstruction with their huge drill arms. And they're all like, They build the Genom Tower and his monologue continues. Who do you think brought this megalocity back? Nick, have you been tracking this recent um, meme slash argument about how you pronounce the Sonic the Hedgehog zone hydrocity or hydrocity? I have not been keeping up with this meme. I have seen a lot of stupid posts about this recently. Wouldn't it be hydrocity? You would think, but some people out there would not think. I'm sorry, who are these fucking idiots? Like I said, I really don't care that much. Who the hell in their right they mind? They say, hydrocity sounds funnier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They have a very good point. I mean, hydrocity sounds like a thing you do. Yeah, like atrocity. A hydro-related atrocity. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, I went down to the, uh, the water park the other day uh, and I took a kid. Uh, and I split him open. It was an absolute hydrosity. <laughs> it's like, wait, what does that have to do with water? What do you mean? <laughs> I'd put him in the pool. Yeah. Like, there was water there. Wait, but that means that his bladder's there. Yeah. And now his bladder's in the pool. Split open. Oh, there was, sorry, one more line of um, of Quincy's extended I Love Boomers monologue. Yep. Where he's like, who do you think brought this megalocity back to life? And then he reaches out one shaking elderly oh, yeah. hand to no one in particular because he's all alone. Because Mason's left the room. Yep. And just says, respect the boomers. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mason is right outside his huge ornate door making out with the secretary boomer. Uh, who looks like a Dragon Ball Z character. Speak on that. She's got... Uh, she oh, looks... I see it now that I see her face, actually. Yeah, it's, it's the shape like... of the eyes. It's the shape of the eyes, the really, like, highlighted lips. She looks mm. like an android. Yeah, I mean, she um, is an android. Uh, touche. <laughs> she doesn't um, look, look like Android 17 or 18, though. No, she looks like she android... more like Android 19. Exactly. The weird little fucked up guy. <laughs> no, 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 the really tall one with the green things who had the ears. No, that was Android 16. Was it? Yes. Because Android 18 and 19 were the ones... Were the ones who were... Sorry, 17 and 18. Yeah, you're right. Were cool teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 16 was like Papa Bully. Yeah. (laughs) He was like Papa Bully. (laughs) (laughs) That's my catchphrase now. (laughs) Papa Bully. (laughs) My God, he's so powerful. How you doing? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and he had like the weird earrings. Sure. And he was all like, I'm gonna kick you. Yep. And then 17 and 18 show up, they're like, ah, Papa Bully. And then just punch him once and he dies. That's not what happened, but okay. Wasn't it? They befriended him. Did they? He wanted to look at birds and they were like, that's cool. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Mason's making out with this secretary. Yep. And says what can only be described as some fucking bullshit. So, yeah, he's like, Rosenkreutz asked me if if I hate boomers. And the secretary is like, you do hate boomers, don't you? That's why you're making out with me. And she says, he, he says, uh, of course I hate them, but don't misunderstand me. I didn't mean you. The reason I kissed that zombie's ass is because I like boomers. <laughs> so I'm interpreting this as... But I don't mean ordinary boomers. I'm seeking, close up on his sinister eye, my own boomer. Okay, so two things, yes. right? Mm-hmm. One... When he says, the only reason I kissed that zombie's ass, I don't know if he's actually talking about Alan. He absolutely is. I, for a moment, I was like, are you talking about her? <laughs> are you implying that she's a walking zombie? Is that what you're saying here right now? Like, no. maybe? Anyway. Uh, second of all, very 90s anime villain motivation. Yeah. I'm seeking my own X. What do you think that means? Well, in the same way that, like, if I was a 90s anime villain, I could take Boomer... And replace it with literally no, any in, word. In the context of this show, what do you think his motivation, his state of motivation here means? Uh, we can save this for predictions if you want. Like, it's so fucking hard to tell, isn't know, it? Yeah. Like, he's... Because, like, you can replace that word with anything and it still works. Yeah, if, but think about what it means in the show. Well, I know, but, like, my own boomer could mean, like, my wife. Or, like, my own custom-built fuck toy. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm looking for... My very own, like, slave. And it's like, oh god, no. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. No. What? Why? Okay. I, of course, do know what he means. And it's it's on a larger scale than you're thinking right now. Is he but talking about More his... on that later. Is he talking about his own Alan? Meanwhile, in Cilia's car, oh. her car is driving itself because <gasps> it's the future. The joystick is moving itself. Oh, that's convenient. And she's remembering her childhood and the destruction of... Uh, Tokyo in the earthquake. Gasp. And uh, she's a child, and the butler, uh, whose name is like Misio. Mazio? Mazio. He's like, Miss Cilia, I've just had a call from Bioscape headquarters. Dr. Stingray, your father, is missing in the earthquake. Oh my god, Stingray! Aquarium! Oh my god. Oh my god! It all adds up. Nick, her name is Cilia Stingray. She's a Marvel character. Yeah. It's a good name. <laughs> It is a good name. Weirdly, somehow. <laughs> Dr. Stingray is like the name of a Venture Bros character, though. <laughs> she grew up and became... Uh, would, would she be, like, the good guy who just wants to be left alone but does want to actually do good work? Yeah. Whereas Dr. Venture wants to be left alone but doesn't give a shit yeah, anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so chi- little, little child Cilia does a little child version of the it's raining on the lower half of my face thing mm. where she's like, I've been thinking that it might be good if he dies. I'm sure that Mama called him. And, then, uh, and we see Tia's running down the lower half of her face with her upper half obscured by the edge of the frame. And uh, Alfred is like, Jesus Christ, Celia. <laughs> That's a bit much. Meanwhile, Leon shows up in AD police command room, real casual, that Leon and Dale are the only two not in riot gear. And they're like, hey, 
hey, Leon, I thought you were off today. And he's like, ah, oh, I thought I'd come check this out. You, uh, you're doing the wrong things, huh? This incident will be on the air so that we can show the citizens that the AD police can be trusted. All right, well, don't fuck it up. We're just going to be over here now. And Leon's like, oh, you're staging this whole thing? I don't like that. And Daly in the background over Leon's shoulder, real sinister style, is like, I knew the top brass wouldn't give permission to show the AD police's operations or equipment to the news media. So this, this is, something is off here. Hmm. Hmm. Meanwhile, they're just shooting this boomer. That's straight it's, up. It's tearing through them, so they bring out the K-suits. There's nothing they can do with their piddly, piddly guns. Their piddly, piddly, piddly massive machine guns. Uh, Nene... It's cutting the electricity, like we said before. Yeah, Nene does the phase thing. Uh, all the wires oh, turn blue. No, that happens a bit later. Oh, okay. First, it's getting bigger and, like, jacking into more and more power, tearing through the AD police... Leon's all like, those fucking idiots. They're doing the wrong thing. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's bearing down on one nameless, faceless AD police officer. The K suits come in, their machine guns are still pretty ineffective, but are slightly effective. <laughs> like, it, like a full on, like, prolonged 10 second blast will, like, knock off a tiny chip of armor. Mm. And they're like, good, I can do it. And then Leon's like, it's no good. They're not doing the right thing. Yep. Don't they understand it's useless? The boomer shoots at its whole freaking head like, um... Oh, like Loch Ness. Yep, <laughs> like Loch Ness. Yeah, like a big old neck. Bites the head of the K-suit and starts to fuse with it. And they're like, eject from the K-suit quickly. And then Nene turns on the electricity. Yep, changes the face. Yep. She changes the bloody face of it. And then, so the, then now our other two night sabers are like, now's our chance to go in and kill the boomer. And they do. They, they just head on in and, and, and that's it. They, uh, they rip They get that knocked court. around a little, but they both use their signature weapons to do some damage. The explosive fists, the, uh, Nene shows up and shoots some darts at it. Uh, Lena cuts some cords with her whippy blady things. Yippy, whippy, whippy. Yippy, whippy, whippy, gonna kill a boomer. Da, 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 da. <laughs> More flashbacks. <gasps> oh no, Silly Dr. Stingray, uh, is being visited by... Little baby Cilia Stingray and unseen face Mother Stingray. Oh, What's Papa making? Why, he's making a subhuman. Semi-human is the word they use here. Uh, What's a semi-human? It's something to replace his wife, I hear. <laughs> wow, Papa's incredible. Oh, I don't know. I think he's messing with God. <laughs> I think he's going against God's will, if you know what I mean. P.S. I heard God left us this year. <laughs> She just pulls out a letter. Your papa wrote this to me many years ago. <laughs> I lost the other page. Um, meanwhile, back in the future, back, yeah, back in, fighting. Back in the future, which is the present of 2040. Yeah. The fight is happening. Uh, Alan's watching. The AD police are watching. Uh, and then we cut back to the past and an unnamed... Hang on, wait. wait. Science flunky. Hang on, let's let's go through the... So you got the, the night sabers who are being in a fight with the boomer. Yep. The boomer who is watching the Nightsabers is being watched by the AD police. The boomer isn't watching the Nightsabers, it's fighting the Nightsabers. No, the boomer's watching them because Alan's watching through the boomer. Okay. Yeah, so the boomer's watching them. The AD police are watching the boomer who's watching the Nightsabers. Leon and Daly are watching the AD police who are watching the boomer who's watching the Nightsabers. And everyone else is watching Alan and Daly who's watching the AD police who's watching... Leon and Daly? 
Yes. <laughs> uh, and everyone else in Tokyo is watching the news, which is presumably covering this whole thing. Who's watching Leon and Daly, who's watching the AD police, who's watching the... And Britain, they're watching... all being watched by their... The Genom Corporation, <laughs> yeah. who's watching them. Well, I was watching... going to say, they're all being watched by their servant, Boomers, ah. through which the Genom Corporation is watching them. So the Boomers are watching the Genom Corporation, mm. who are watching the people who are watching Leon and Daly, who are watching the who AD police. Who watches the Watchmen? Boomers, that's who. Oh, the subhumans. Anyway, so this back in the past, this science flunky is like, please leave. And mum wife is like, how dare you? I am not leaving. Are you saying he doesn't want to see his wife at all? Is science it... more important than his family suddenly? Is it... he a real Elon Musk type? He didn't say that. Did, she... Did he get some secretary pregnant? I'm going to go and release another ill-conceived alternative album, says mum Stingray. Album? Yeah, uh, like Grams. What? Grimes, Elon Musk's ex-wife. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to release another ill-conceived alternative energy plan. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because we all know how Tesla and uh, that shit's going to be great for the future. Celia's flashback progresses to her mum's funeral, <laughs> where her dad is like, she wasn't herself for a very long time. Alzheimer's question mark? Cancer? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Unclear. Anyway, from now on, your papa will take good care of you. Uh -oh. Will you help me with my science experiments? Uh -oh. You don't need to do much. Just go to sleep for a little uh -oh. while. Uh oh, and no. we're all like, red flag, red flag, red flag. That's not a good papa. That's not a good papa. <laughs> yes, papa, I'll help you. No, he's not a stingray. Great. Then I can create the boomer. He's a shark now. Papa shark. And that's the end of the flashbacks for the episode. Mm. Lena and Nene realise they're both low on battery. So, uh... Pris presumably is too. So Pris and Nene say they will distract the boomer while Lina goes in for the kill. Which she does. And yeah, they do that without much incident. She Zangatsus or whatever it is. Yep. Zantetsu? Zangief. Zangiefsus. Oh, and as she's going in for the kill, like an eye with teeth opens up on the bit where she's going to hit it. Just like in the middle of the flesh, like spontaneous eye and teeth. Like real soul caliber. Pop. Soul Calibur Nightmare Soul Calibur Nightmare vibes I was very reminded of that bit from The Thing Where, oh, yeah, where he's the, gonna They're um, doing the surgery and Yeah then, uh, and then he's like clear And then it opens up He goes in and Yeah then, Yeah it's a lot like that But thankfully When she chucks thankfully, her she's mecha wearing, hand yeah, in She's wearing an armoured suit <laughs> If only The Thing had mechas in it <laughs> It would all be so much quicker to resolve She crushes the core The boomer collapses into a heap of slag With a lot of smoke and they're like, oh, we did it. Oh no, the AD police are still all here. Let's all jetpack away. But because their powers are all so low, um, Lena lands on a pipe for a moment. The K-suits start shooting at the pipe. And Leon and Daly are like, what are you doing? They're not boomers. Uh, and then the pipe collapses. Lena tries to jetpack away further, but she doesn't have enough power. She falls into the darkness and end of episode. Ooh. How are they going to get out of this one? Maybe but before don't. you answer that. What? What were our highlights and lowlights for this episode, Nick? My lowlight is quite difficult to pick, actually. <laughs> it wasn't one of the, like, six times Pris looked oh, over Jesus her shoulder at someone. So often. She just looks over at Sot, but no. No, that's what makes her Pris, you know? Like, you can't fault a character for consistently being that character. It's true. She is who she is. Exactly. Much like I am who I am and you are who you are, we've all got faults. I, for example... Um, actually, I don't have any faults now that I think about it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You're the perfect life form. The boomer. The, what's the opposite of subhuman? Pro-human? Sub Dom-human? Dom-human. I am the Dom-human. 
I am the Hugh Dong. Right, we arrived at an answer to that which didn't involve any sort of like Nazi rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the eugenic that doesn't involve the eugenics, all right? We're not going down that path. But I'm that one. Nick, what was your low light for this episode? I reckon my low light would probably have to be um, Celia. This is going to be a bit weird, but Celia getting mad. <laughs> like drinking her, her scotch in her nightgown and being like, oh, boomers. Yeah, it's just a bit like at this point, it's very on the nose that we know that she had something to do with the boomers. Yeah, and, and she, she feels keeps, responsible for yeah, it. And she keeps alluding to it. And I'm like, okay, but you're not. Why are you killing all the boomers? Like She hates them because I, they go insane. I know, but it's a bit like, how deep does that rabbit hole go, man? And it's a hard, it's a hard low light too, because you can't, it's not yeah. even like that bad. Actually, maybe I should pick a different one. Maybe I should pick the too much mustard. <laughs> that was actually what I was going to go with. Yeah, because like, like what, who has smoked salmon and mustard? That's the nearest what we could pick out what, what was in those sandwiches. Also, could it have been ham? Ham is not that pink though. Okay. And not that like curvy. It had lines in it. It had to be salmon, surely. Anyway. Anyway. So that'd be my low light. Would be one of those two. Yeah, I think I've got to go with sandwich scene too. Like it was a good little character moment, but just compared to everything else that was going on, it's, it's at the bottom of the pile for me. Yeah. 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 Hate boomers. Highlights? Um, actually, no, I'm going to correct mine. My <laughs> low light was the um, waitress boomer fight. Um, because it was, it felt a bit rushed through, like mm. how immediately they all ran out of battery there. Like yeah. I know that Lena and Nana had both just been, um, jetpacking through the sky, which would have consumed a lot of power, but they basically got there, then immediately ran out of power. Yeah. But I guess so it like, kind of, it shows you like the If you space, weren't going to get there but... in time to make any difference, you should have taken the car in the first place. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Cause like you, you can't. <laughs> It, it, like, sets up the stakes of, like, what happens if you actually run out of meter? It's like, well, then you die. Or they should have sent, but, um, they should have sent one of them there jetpacking for immediate assist and taken the other in the car to actually win mm, the fight. Yeah, but they didn't do that. No. Highlights. Highlight. My highlight is probably, um, the fight with the factory boomer. We finally get to see our three main boomer fighters all in action doing good work. Mm. True, true. We get to see all their powers at yep. the same time. Um, I reckon my highlight is... I don't want to say when he's in the car and he says... The scene, scene is bad. Because <laughs> it's so dumb. I won't stop you. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm going to say... Hmm. I want to say Celia's backstory is good. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's intriguing. It is intriguing. Which brings me to segue quite neatly into our next segment, Nick. <gasps> What's that? Celia has a mysterious backstory. Is Mason has mysterious plans. He does. Um, Lina has fallen to a world of peril and AD police uh, with her batteries low. Also true. In the middle of an AD police ambush. A logical presumption. What will happen next time mm -hmm. on Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040? That's not the year. <gasps> Wait, it is. I hope the episode is called something really dumb like The Beatles. <laughs> hey, hey, where the monkeys? <laughs> Walk like an Egyptian. Tokyo 2040, episode six, get it on. Ooh. All right, Lina. So Lina's running out of meter. Yes. Mm. She did, she had insufficient meter to activate her jet boost. So yeah. stands to reason she's probably pretty low. So, okay. So I have to think about this. Rationally. Less, yeah, less wider. Because I think my last prediction was too wide reaching. Sure. 
This one is just going to be like, all right, what the fuck is she going to do? Because she obviously will land mm -hmm. and the AD police will be all like, look, a night saber. Get her. Get them, boys. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, why? It's like, because they're boomers, obviously. That'll be the rationale. Sure. Um, then she'll just run away because guns can't hurt her. But she'll be Does like, she have enough eh. power to run? Well, that's the question. Or is it like running in the suits getting heavier and heavier? But she worked out last episode, so she, she can move more. And they'll be like, wait, but Lina, the meter ran out half an hour Gosh, ago. Uh, you no. were animating the boomer through pure force of will. <laughs> but you're not even connected to the Matrix. So she'll probably be running out of meter pretty desperately, so she won't use any powers to fight back. Yep. Leon and Daly will try to... What are you doing? There's a human in there. Yeah, they'll try to, like, cut her off. And then they'll be like, you, Nightsaber, who are you? And she'll be like, oh! And Celia will be like, don't say a damn word. But she'll, like... Don't give them your wallet. Yeah, she'll fess up and be like, I'm a Nightsaber. I'm a hero. And they'll be like, like, hell you are. And then they'll try to arrest her. Okay, they won't try and shoot her, though. No, no. Because they want answers, Liam. Sure, and... yeah. They don't want another body in the morgue. They the want chief answers. will be like, you should have left that to the regular police. Exactly. You should have left the killing to us. <laughs> um, so they, they'll cut him off. So Nene and Pris get away. Yep. Um, but then what if, right? What if in true bubblegum crisis fashion. He says, having watched five episodes. Pris just fucking shows up as Pris on her motorbike and distracts Leon and Daly. Oh, and Nene like hacks the electronic lock because she works yep. at... AD Police HQ. Yep. And then uh, they just, like, get away. Yep. Yep. The cameras didn't show anything. <gasps> but how? That's impossible. Um, something like that. And then we'll have Celia being sad. Just again. smash, um, I don't know, like a boombox this time. You know, I reckon she will smash the mechanic. No, uh, she'll yeah, smash... Yeah, baby. She'll smash... It won't be a boombox, because that's too on the... She'll smash a tape recorder. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, because she'll be playing something where it's like, play it back again. It's like, this happened at this time. Boomers are on the streets. Bam! I can't believe they're putting boomers on the streets, she'll say. <laughs> yeah. And then she'll take some pills. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan will... Why don't they love boomers? <laughs> Alan will continue to question people... But he doesn't question boomers. I wonder if, mm, I wonder themes, if, yeah. wise. I wonder if Mason will actually do something. And Mason will be like, I'm plotting. But am I plotting as part of the show? Or do I just kind of have my own thing going on? Yeah, I'm wondering if Mason will actually do a thing uh, next episode. Like, actually physically do something next episode instead of just talking to Nick, Alan. Nick, he's management. He won't do anything. <laughs> uh, it's too real. Um, okay. Yeah. And what do you think's going on with Cilia and helping her father's research as a child? Um, you'll just have to go to sleep for a little while. So obviously they cloned her brain, right? Okay. So they, they took her consciousness and put it into the boomers. All of the boomers? Or all the boomers. Okay. She's like the core. So all the cores are like her cells or something. Exactly. So they're all... Because they, like, they have like little bio stuff going on in the core, like we see. Oh yeah, they do, don't they? Oh. Or so, that, I think that might have just been the prototype one we saw in the flashback. Yeah, so it'll be like something like, oh, she went to sleep and now her consciousness is in all the boomers, but there's something different about them and weird. And she's like, I don't like that. I don't like those boomers. I don't like the fact they're me. Yeah, I don't like the fact they're me and they're going crazy. Because that means Does that mean I could go crazy? Exactly. Smash! <laughs> <laughs> No, I couldn't go crazy. <laughs> I'm a human. Um, yeah, so maybe that's what Alan... Like, the, the parallel between Alan being like, 
humans go crazy. Why don't they incite such fury? And then we'll hard cut to her having a mental breakdown, being like, no, I can't go crazy. I'm a human. And then she'll transform into a crazy person. She'll go like full on Tetsuo from Akira. No, no, no. She'll just go crazy. Okay. Because she's a human, not a boomer. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, she's yeah. a human. Yeah. So um, a human could never be a boomer. Oh, oh, <laughs> great! So, yeah. Well, we'll find out all that and more next time on Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, as covered by JoJo's World. Yes. And until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.